In this episode, we're going to talk about how to get customers through digital marketing. We're going to talk to a marketing expert on demystifying the digital marketing and how to make it work for your business. This is Peace for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lean and I, along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project, are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. My guest today is Naira Perez. She is a marketing expert with Spring Hill Digital. Naira, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So you're a digital marketing expert, and, and I can't wait to dive into that because you know everybody wants to get more customers, and and of course the internet is a fantastic place to get them, but it's easy to waste a lot of time and spend a lot of money. So tell us off the bat, what is a myth that people have about digital marketing that you would like to dispel? <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you for that opportunity because um, there's a lot of myths, but the one that um, uh, makes me the most angry is whenever I see anybody uh, believing that you can just set an ad on Facebook or on Instagram or in any platform, just set it, forget it, and let it money just rain down on you. That doesn't work? That's the no, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people go into these platforms thinking, one, that it's so easy to set an ad. Why would I pay an agency to do it or an expert to do it? And two, I'll just set it and let it run. And that's it. I'm going to be rich tomorrow. And those two things combined are very dangerous. They're just a recipe for, for any company, any brand to lose money and probably even damage the brand's image because you're getting in front of audiences and probably you don't have the right information to reach one, the right audience, two, uh, probably you don't have the right message, and three, I am going to assume you also don't have the right offer. So you have one time to make a good impression if if you don't do... Uh, the proper homework, then that first impression is going to be very bad and they're going to just ignore you the second time around. Mm. Okay. So let's step back and just make sure that we define digital marketing. So what exactly is digital marketing? I mean, digital marketing will be any effort that you do in digital channels. So that could include email, it could include content marketing, it, cl- it could include organic, and in- it can include paid media. What we are experts at are paid media and how to gather new audiences and new customers to your company, to your brand. So there is a lot, an, a lot in digital marketing and everything actually relates to one another. You cannot have a great email marketing campaign to stand alone and have a very bad website or a very bad organic social media. Everything has to be dancing together for mm. it to work. And so paid marketing, so for example, if if you run an ad on Facebook, you're paying mm-hmm. Facebook essentially in one way or another to run the ad. And then somebody 
somebody from Facebook's audience clicks on your ad and they land on your website and hopefully you'll make a sale. Yeah. So in, in, a, in a very simple way to explain it, very good, that's how it happens. Um, the brand sets up uh, an ad and the audience clicks on it and lands on something. It doesn't have to be your website. It can be many other things, but it lands on somewhere that you wanted them to go. And what people think is just that if I just make them land in my website, as an example, in my homepage, then they'll find their way to a sale. Well, that's the first the the first myth we have to take out and just you know totally debunk it because if you send people to a homepage that that is not well designed or a homepage that has many places to go to um, your audience will get lost and probably won't find a sale won't won't find that that product that you wanted to for them to buy or won't take the action that you wanted them to take so that's one thing. Another is when they try, when brands just try to make a direct sale right out of the bat. So if I don't know the company, I'm going to have a little bit of mistrust whenever I see an ad. If I click on the ad, what I want is more information. And then maybe after that, more information, then I'm, I actually make a purchase. So a direct sale by now very rarely works unless it's a very, very low risk product. Um, normally the ads that will achieve that will be ads that are very informative, like a video or something of the sort that takes the information right to the audience in the platform. So whenever they arrive then to your website, then they can make a purchase. So, and, and that completely makes sense. I mean, it, almost like if if you pay money to have a billboard and somebody driving yeah. by for the very first time is probably not going to see your billboard and run out and buy whatever it is you're selling. So, mm-hmm. in case, what do you recommend people do then? How should they set up their ads or how should they think of their ads? Almost like a funnel, if you mm-hmm. will, right? Exactly, exactly. That is the right way to think about it. So the the metaphor that I like to use is you're going into a bar or a restaurant or whatever and find that person that you really want to get to know more. You don't just go introduce yourself and say, you know, my name is Naira and I actually want to marry you. Th- that never works. But a lot of brands Right. approach the digital space just that way. Like, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so and I want you to buy my product. So if we approach it more of a, as a, let's establish a relationship. Here I am. Hey, can we have a drink? Or, hey, tell me more about yourself. Or something that it just takes it into steps. So a funnel is a great way to explain it. A lot of people understand what a funnel is, but in my mind, it's more of let's establish our relationship. Mm. And so the, the rule will always be um, give before you ask. So I'm giving you something. This is very common in B2B advertising where companies want to get leads first. So what they do is they offer free checklists 
or blog posts with information or webinars, free webinars. So they establish a relationship. They establish themselves thought leaders and experts in whatever their industry is. Mm -hmm. And then they drive that lead through a nurturing funnel and they start just giving more information and basically addressing all of the questions that person could have before purchasing the product. And once those questions are answered and if the time is right, then they make a sale. So it is not a one-time thing. It is a relationship, a back and forth. You give me your email, then I, I give you another blog post, and then I give you that chance for a webinar. Then, And so they start maturing that lead. So that's the perfect example. Obviously, in B2C, in consumer products, you know, you don't, you don't need two months to sell shoes. So that funnel is way shorter. That relationship is way shorter. So a lot of times that relationship gets built in the platform and it gets, you know, it, it goes from zero to a hundred much faster. Mm. Um, so, but I still, you should have the attitude of I'm giving you something. I'm giving you the information. These shoes, you can wash them. These shoes, you can, um, they go into paddles very well. And then your feet stay dry. Just all the benefits, just make people pre-experience the product before they click on learn more. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, you have to build trust and there's, mm -hmm. there's a ton of people that sell shoes online. You know, what? Mm -hmm. the, just because somebody sees your ad for the very first time, they're probably not going to buy it. But you have to develop just, just like you meet somebody <laughs> at a, uh, you know, a, 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 in the mall. They're, you're not mm -hmm. going to ask them to marry you on the first date, yeah. on the first time you meet. Yeah. You've got to build that relationship. That makes complete sense. So let me ask you this. Why paid marketing versus, uh, as compared to, to, uh, to non-paid marketing, like with Google or um, writing content like blogs or YouTube videos or, or whatnot? Why do, you, why do you like the paid marketing? I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love paid paid media. I love paid media. So um, we do have some interactions with, as an example, organic, which uses a lot of content marketing development, and we also take uh, pieces of SEO to define and craft. PPC advertising for Google ads or for Microsoft ads. So we're not, we're not in a bubble. We don't just not look at any other kind of marketing. Um, but we, and I personally decided when I founded uh, Spring Hill Digital, I thought paid media was being approached the wrong way by a lot of people. And it was kind of, the, the the person in the corner at a party that nobody wanted to talk to, but whenever they needed something, they were they, they would go to that person. But otherwise, nobody considered it. And so I wanted to elevate paid media, and that's why we we actually specialize in it. Um, also, I love data, and paid mm -hmm. media gives you a lot of data, and it's a it's a type of advertising that can be really, really effective. We have had clients who build entire communities just by advertising on platforms. And those communities in return actually 
bought their products. And I know it was our paid advertising because at some point for external factors, she had to stop advertising. And guess what? All her sales almost disappear overnight. So I know we were bringing the traffic. Mm. Um, so what do you, and what do you mean by communities? Just to, just to clarify. Yeah, communities are just of followers of the oh, brand okay. and believers and fans. And we even had influencers reach out to the brand. They actually, to my knowledge, have never actively pursue an influencer. They all come to her and then she actually, then we start collaborating. We collaborated in pay media where again, it's a relationship between the brand and the influencer. So we will help each other out. So yeah, she has a lot of followers now. It's, it's an e-commerce site and that are, these followers are fervent ambassadors mm-hmm. for them. They just love her brand. And we did all of these through paid media in less than four months. We saw results in less than four months. Um, and then we continued for a year. So this is, that, that's why I love paid media because people just think they're ads, but you can do so much more with paid media. And let's face it, a lot of these platforms want you to pay to play. That's what it is. Your organic reach which is whenever you put an ad in your profile, an ad, I'm sorry, whenever you put a, a post in your newsfeed, it's going to reach a very small percentage of your followers. And it's very rarely reaches people outside of your followers. Only if your followers take the initiative to share it in their newsfeed or to tag somebody, will that message leave your newsfeed. So, how do you reach more people? How do you increase your followers? You use paid media to bring them in. Mm. So that completely makes sense. So let me ask you this. Earlier, you talked about there has to be three things that are right. You have to have the right audience. You have to have the, mm-hmm. the right message. And you have to have the right mm-hmm. offer when doing paid digital marketing. So can you explain mm-hmm. what, what you mean by that? Audience, message, and offer? Yeah, absolutely. So your audience is the people you're talking to. And so going back to um, the example of these clients that we had where we built a community for them, we actually got this account from another agency that uh, was actually just advertising to the wrong people. The features that they were using to define the target audience, the people who actually we're receiving the ads, we're very different than what we actually decided to do. We went in and researched who is the perfect customer, who is the person that would actually buy the product. Because that you're the perfect customer doesn't always mean that you're going to buy it. Um, what did these people, what were they interested in? What what were their worries? What were their pain points? What were their needs? How do they talk to each other? Which is very important also. So we crafted a new audience for them. We actually just never used the audience from the previous agency. We crafted new audiences based on many factors, um, but also based on who did they follow? Who did this audience follow? 
Because whenever you follow a brand, whenever you follow an influencer, then your your profile and their profile seem to be different, or at least um, you're you're expressing an interest in something that they're talking about. So, what when we craft the audience with all of that information, then we saw our cost per click go down by four times, four times lower cost per click. So that's a and, and that just means when somebody clicks on an ad, the advertiser mm-hmm. is paying for that click. That's that's why it's called cost per click. Exactly. Just to Yes, exactly. It is called cost per click because you're paying per click. Um, so there is a lot of places where they pay you pay per impression, but we still evaluate impressions are the, t- the number of times that your ad shows up in the newsfeed or shows up anywhere. But we still evaluate uh, KPIs or key performance metrics. Uh, we actually evaluate them in cost per click because we want to know how much does it, how much money does it take to have a person interested in your ad enough that they click through it and arrive to, let's say, an example, a website. So, uh, but yeah, originally in Google Ads, as an example, it was always cost per click and steal it. So, but whenever Facebook, LinkedIn enter the 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 world of advertising, um, we maintain the CPC type of measuring. So, in this example, we actually lowered it uh, four times. So that's the first step. The second step was by looking at these influencers, we knew how to talk to this new audience that we had designed. So now we know what words to use, what is worrying them. Um, craft our message as well because it's not the same to say as an example if we're talking about a sleep consultant that trains babies how to sleep through the mm. night you moms don't think about attachment or the attachment of the baby through the process they think will my baby love me less if i let them cry overnight Mm. That's one way of saying it, that it's in their mind. Yeah. Um, so whenever we're talking to these audiences, it's moms that have babies that need to be trained uh, and, you know, you choose the method of crying overnight, then, um, then you have to talk about, no, your baby won't stop loving you. Your baby won't uh, love you less. Yeah, you have to address the your audience's exactly. concerns, exactly. not your own concerns. Exactly, or not the technical speech that you That's true. use. As an example. Yeah. So as an example, in this scenario, you had to correct me like, oh, what is CPC, right? Because in my mind, CPC is cost per click, and that's how we do it. But for somebody that is not in the marketing industry or in digital marketing, for that matter, CPC may not mean anything. Mm. So... This is crafting the right message. So thank you for alerting me to that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, and then it's the right offer. Sometimes a discount works. Sometimes just a free checklist works. Sometimes, you know, a 10-day trial works. It just depends. It just depends on many factors. But you want to make sure that your audience is ready for what you're offering. and uh, making sure that that is still of value to them. So I've had clients that offer 
entire free webinars and courses online, but it was too much for the audience. They don't want that. They just wanted a quick checklist. Just give me the 10 reasons what I, why I should do this or the 10 steps that I need to think about instead of hours and hours of content that is incredibly valuable, but that they are not ready for. And so the offer also has to do with what part of the journey that customer is, that lead is in. So is it at the very beginning? You cannot offer a lot because they don't even know you. Again, you're asking them to marry you. Mm. So you, you, you offer them smaller things. And as they get more invested in the relationship with you, then you can offer them more because by then, if they have a relationship with you, then they will invest that time to get to know you better. It's like, oh, I kind of like you. Yeah, let's go have dinner. Yeah, right? they'll trust so you. So they'll trust you, exactly. So those are the three things that are important. There's other things I could talk all day, but those are the main ones that people mm. miss in their first ad. Yeah, now that makes sense. So what is the difference or how should somebody decide if they should start advertising on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or YouTube or Google ads? Do you have any suggestions there? Yeah, so first suggestion is to analyze where your audience hangs out the most because you don't want to be advertising in TikTok if you're actually selling something that a 55-year-old will buy. Right. <laughs> TikTok actually has very young audiences. Yeah. So find out where they hang out first. Second, is there enough interest in the keywords that your SEO, because you should have had an SEO audit and know your keywords. Like if they have enough traffic, Maybe Google is a right, Google Ads is the right place for your ads. Um, there's certain offers that go in Google Ads much better than others. So that's what we would evaluate. But Google Ads or Microsoft Ads or Yahoo Ads, those are very, um, very quick converting ads because people are searching for something. So they're intention based. Mm -hmm. You don't know as much who is behind that intent, but you know that they're searching for snow tires. So whatever, whoever that person is, if you want to be present when people search for snow tires, I actually recommend advertise. Why? Because Google search, the first three um, spots are for advertising. Mm. Those, are not, those are not organic results anymore. So to be on the first page for sure, actually advertise. And I'm not discounting SEO work. I think it's very important and you should, you should actually rank high for organic, but paid is, let's say a shortcut. So that would be search engine. And then you, you look at your social media as I know the audience because I can target them very well. I know their interests. I know who they follow. I know their age, their gender. I know all of these. So I know who that person is, but I don't know if it's the right time. So in, in Google Ads, we knew it was the right time because they were searching for snow tires. But in social media, I do not know what they're searching for exactly. I know they follow people that know about tires or they know about cars. Um, so they should be a good fit for my product. However, I don't know if they need snow tires today. 
Mm. So in these in these platforms, you have to concentrate a lot of effort in that content, in that giving versus asking. So your content marketing strategy has to be much richer, much more sophisticated, because you're going to be there for them, uh, informing them, present in their mind until it's the right time to buy, and then you will be the ones that pop up in their mind. Where in Google Ads, we were saying, I search snow tires, the likelihood that I need snow tires is probably very high. So I don't have to invest as much giving as I would in other platforms. So those are the things to consider in what channel to go to. And then depending on your business, I'd say you need to invest in retargeting, which is sending the ads back to people that have visited you, that already know you, because that relationship is going to it's going to need a lot of touch points so um, you're going to have to talk to them more than once so don't just send one ad and set it and forget it but follow up with another ad follow up with more content and if your business actually is looking for leads invest in a nurture strategy for when you get the lead okay you got their email address now what now you have to talk to them. Mm. Now you have to continue the conversation, maybe through email, maybe through chat, maybe through phone call. That depends on the business. But you have to develop, now what? What happens after the ad? So think about before the ad, the audience. The ad itself, the message, the offer. And then after the ad, how do we continue that relationship? You don't just get married and forget about the other person, you have to continue your relationship. Successful marriages are based on continue to have a relationship. Right. Yeah. This all makes complete sense. So Naira, let me ask you this. If somebody's listening and they just, they, they would like your help with digital marketing or coming up with a strategy or whatnot, where can they reach you? Yeah, you can reach me uh, through our website, springhilldigital.com that is springhilldigital.com that is the best way to get a hold of us and we have resources there and we um, actually almost every week have an article and explain something from digital marketing so yeah I encourage you to go there springhilldigital.com perfect okay so we'll put your website in our show notes as well Uh, thank you so much for being here Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. So uh, if you would like to see if Naira and her team can help you with your business, feel free to reach out. Again, I'll put her website in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and turn that profit into cash that you get to keep. Thanks for listening. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at thecfoproject.com slash video.